This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Reverend Bill Marcioni here this time without Carol Lawrence, who is called away for other pressing urgent business. And so we will press ahead ourselves with the Practical Prayer Podcast. And I will channel my inner Carol and ask some questions of myself, which I will then change hats and turn around and answer. And the question that I want to get to today is one of my favorite questions is how does practical prayer work and why does it work? So we've been talking for many, many weeks about practical prayer and about creating a new experience in our lives and using that practical prayer technique to invite in that newness and that freshness and that richness. And it works in every area of our life. We've been talking about that a lot. We shorthanded as health, wealth, love, work, and spirit. It works for our physical being and physical healing. It works for our issues of prosperity and sufficiency and having enough for whatever we're involved in in the world. It has to do with relationships and love and connection with our significant other or with our colleagues at work or with the guys who are down on the street corner. It works with our creativity, the way that we're sharing our gifts in the world, the way that we're coming up with ways to make use of the gifts that we have. And the work that we're doing in the world may or may not be the job that we have that's paying the bills, that's providing our financial abundance. And the last category is spirit which is the depth of our spiritual practice and spiritual awareness. And a reminder that we never do a prayer to be more spiritual because we are already 100% spirit. That's all we are. We are spirit having individual form and physical experience. And that has a lot to do with how it works and why it works. The first thing is that there was nobody who sat down and figured out this is exactly how it's going to work. and then created the technique for practical prayer. This was all done empirically. And if I were to ask you a question of, how does an elevator work? You say, well, you walk up and you press the button and the doors open and you press the button for the floor that you want and you get off when you get to that floor. And that's how an elevator works. But that's actually how you work it. There is a lot of electrical and mechanical complexity to how an elevator works having to do with motors and cables and counterweights and door mechanisms and call mechanisms and the other things that have to do with an elevator, which elevator companies understand. And the person who invented an elevator had an initial idea and made one. And then other people have refined that idea and fine-tuned it and tweaked it a little bit. So you know how to work an elevator, and you may or may not have an understanding about how the elevator works. Same question for a light switch. How does a light switch work? You flip the switch, the light goes on. And there's a lot more to it than that, because you need to make sure that the switch is connected to the circuit and that there's a bulb that's connected and 
that the bulb is a valid bulb. It actually is going to function as a light bulb. We've all had a light bulb that burned out, which would seem to invalidate the entire process of flip the light switch and the light goes on. You flip the light switch, then the light doesn't go on, and then you start troubleshooting. Okay, well, what's going on here? And you can keep getting down and down and down more into the weeds and the details there about what's required to make that light bulb go on. So yeah, we need to have the wiring and the circuit set up so that it's going to be channeling the power and the electricity can get to the light bulb so that it can light up the room. And then there's the whole practice of how do you generate the electricity that's going to be coming through the wires to begin with? And how does the transmission system work? And what happens if a tree comes down on the electrical line outside? Are there techniques to be able to reestablish that and reroute the electrical current so that it gets through? So when you flip the light switch, it works. So understanding how to work it is pretty simple. And understanding how it works can be a lot more sublime. Oh, by the way, nuclear reaction. Everybody believes that those happen. If you look up in the sky and you see the sun, that's a nuclear reaction. We're told that that's what it is. And it's providing all the light and the warmth that is driving the planet Earth here. And you may know a little bit about how a nuclear reaction works. And if you take it back in time, there was a point when we didn't know that the sun was a nuclear reaction, and we didn't know that nuclear reactions were possible. So we were, as a species, as a civilization, were in ignorance. So we didn't know how it worked. We didn't even understand that it was working, and it was still working. So the important part there is that it works. So when the technique for practical prayer, originally spiritual mind treatment, and before that in all of the religions and spiritual practices that have been doing effective prayers all the way back through the beginning of recorded history, the technique for doing the practical prayer is something that was discovered empirically. Somebody had an idea, let's try this, and then we've been fine-tuning it ever since. We haven't been changing the way it works. What we've been changing is our understanding of the way that it works and how that we can work it and make something new and different and wonderful come into our lives. So the way that it works, and I'll go into that to begin with, is that we take the fundamental assumptions, and these are assumptions, they're actually pretty well proven out, that in the beginning there was a singularity. There was one something. We can call it God, or we can call it spirit or nature, or we can call it the Big Bang. When we trace our history and our lineage back far enough and far enough and far enough and far enough, we either get to whatever our scriptural story was, our mythology about the beginning. In their Garden of Eden, there was darkness and void, and God said, let there be light, and there's light. So that brought it back to spirit, that brought it back to God. Or if it's the Big Bang and evolution, then there was that one singularity that was the Big Bang, and it started expanding and exploding. Then the nuclear reaction started happening to create different elements out of that energy and substance that was blasting out from where the singularity had been. And those continued to recombine with themselves and fold and unfold and evolve. And eventually that led to solar systems and stars and planets and elements. And the elements started having chemical reactions together. And then somewhere along the line, life came in and then life has been evolving and growing and crawling out of oceans and getting better and better and better all along. And until we have the current day that we're in now, where we can experience today as today. It's just what's going on right now. This is the current moment. And we have that past. We have that history. So the way that practical prayer works is to reenact that initial let there be light, 
that initial change from potential to unfolding possibility and experience. So what we do is we go back to let there be whatever it is that I'm going to be claiming. And as we do that, we are using the same creative process that has created everything. That process that created galaxies has created each of us, and we're using the same power to create that next new experience that we're inviting or anticipating. And as I said, it can be in all of those different areas of our lives. So the way that we work it is by clearing out our disbelief, opening ourselves up to the awareness that, that creative process is working, and then making a claim using an affirmation or in a practical prayer. It's the realization step where we are specifically claiming our good. And we want that claim to be powerful and positive and personal and present tense. Those are the keys for a good realization or affirmation. Powerful, we want to make it be really, really powerful language. Instead of saying, I'm kind of feeling better than I used to. What we want to do is claim, I am healthy. Positive, and we're not going to say, I'm no longer sick, because that's the negative. That's what we don't want to be experienced. We don't want to say not or no. We want to claim what we want. I am healthy and comfortable and have wonderful energy and vitality. The powerful, positive, personal, it's about us. It's not somebody is going to give me a lot of money. It's I am prosperous. So we're claiming the good that we are seeking. And it's present tense. We're not going to say, I will someday have a wonderful, loving relationship. Because what that does is it claims, I'm not having a wonderful, loving relationship now. And because that infinite creative power that creates everything is always responding by saying yes, it's responding affirmatively. If I say, I will someday, not today, have my loving, wonderful relationship, it will say yes, and I will have that later. And I don't want to have it later because this is an infinite creative power that has been going for billions of years. I don't want to wait. So what I want to do is claim that perfect relationship is on its way to me right now or whatever good it is that we're claiming. And there are a lot of techniques and a lot of different ways that we can change the phrasing and adjust the nuance so it is something that's believable to us. Because by golly, if we're sitting at home alone on a Saturday night again, and we claim, I have my perfect loving relationship, our BS detector is going to go off immediately and tell us we don't believe that. In which case, that creative law is going to be responding to what we believe. And we believe that we're not having a loving, wonderful relationship. The answer is yes. And we continue not to. So that's the process by which a practical prayer works. That's how it works. And we're going to take a break. And then when we continue, we're going to talk about the ways that we work it and get into even richer detail. You can put practical prayer to work in your life, and Reverend Bill Marcioni can help. He is offering an online class that teaches you to create your own practical prayer in five weekly one-hour sessions. The final hour brings your practical prayer together, anchored in live original music by a notable New Thought musician. Practical prayer is based on the most effective prayers found in religions and spiritual practices all over the world. Use it to deepen ever more fully into the truth of your spiritual nature. It's the core of a transformational spiritual practice that's simple, even if it's not always easy. Reverend Bill is also available for private spiritual counseling prayer sessions. Together, you'll lean into the challenges you've experienced in life and explore the transformation that's possible through practical prayer. He'll uncover old, hidden beliefs and uproot them to make way for the life of your dreams. Everything you need to know is on the website at b-v-light.com. That's b-v-light.com. 
welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Reverend Bill Marcioni. Without Carol Lawrence today, she is unavailable. So we are pressing ahead. And we're talking about practical prayer, how it works, and why it works, and more importantly, how to work it. And we'll step into the Wayback Machine for just a moment here to go into how we understood, how we came to determine that this worked. So early 1800s, there was Ralph Waldo Emerson, who we've heard of because we had to read his essays when we were in middle school. And he wrote a couple of really wonderful essays about unity, about oneness, about this one creative power and how it creates everything and how we are using that to create our lives. Amazing essay on self-reliance. If you haven't read that, then by all means, read Ralph Waldo Emerson's Self-Reliance. And if you have read it, read it again, because it's a moving target. And every time I read it, it changes. So Emerson came along and he said, this is how the universe works. And this is how your spiritual practice can work. And it was really intriguing and powerful. And Emerson said nothing about how to do it and how the technique worked or what technique you could use to make this happen. So some number of years later, this guy named Phineas Parkhurst Quimby, who lived up in Maine, he was a watchmaker. He said, let's see how to make that work. And he did empirical experiments where he just tried it. He tried it and he kept some notes and he figured out what was working and what wasn't working. And he started by working with a mesmerist, which was the early version of hypnosis and getting his clients or his patients to go into a hypnotic trance so that he could communicate with them and convince them that whatever malady they were presenting with was healed. And these are some serious health conditions that people were dealing with. They were dealing with tuberculosis. They were dealing with chronic back pain, injuries, and so forth. And what Quimby discovered was that by doing this work in mind, by stating this new truth, by claiming this new experience, it happened. It worked. And he continued to experiment. It turns out that he didn't need the mesmerist with him. And then it turned out later that he didn't even need to have the client present in front of him. And he didn't need to say what he called his mental healing out loud. What he needed to do was know the truth about this individual, and he could do it with them in front of him, or he could do it with them a ways distance. A lot of the work that he did was by correspondence. He would actually get a letter from somebody requesting a healing. He would do the mental work himself, and the person would experience the healing. It doesn't matter what the distance is that it works over. The point of the matter is that Phineas Parkhurst Quimby decided, well, maybe this could work. Let me give it a try, and I am going to work it. And that's what he did. He worked the process. He continued to fine-tune and adjust it until it turned into what we understand now to be a practical prayer. Along the way, it was the spiritual mind treatment, which is the term that Ernest Holmes used when he identified all of the different religions that had the same pattern in their healing prayers, the really effective healing prayers. He said, let's use that pattern. And he based it on the work of Quimby and some additional work and thought that was done by Judge Thomas Troward another one of the pillars of the history of new thought. And what he determined was this is a very practical spirituality. It works. And as Johnny Coleman came along later and famously said, it works if you work it. It works if you work it. What you need to do is turn away from whatever's not working and open yourself up to a new possibility and then put a claim on that infinite creative power that creates everything to know that it is going to create. It is now creating that next new experience. And that's the way it works. And it's been working that way ever since. And 
one of the things we talk about in practical prayer and in New Thought teachings in general is that this process, this teaching, this philosophy is open at the top. There is still room for improvement. If there is a way of adding some nuance into this or changing around the template or the process or the formula to make it work even better, we are free to do that. In fact, we're encouraged to do that because the better it gets, the better it works for all of us. It's the same as the evolution that happens with uh, elevators. There are some elevators now that go very, very fast and are incredibly reliable. And there are still old elevators that go relatively slowly, some of them that still require an operator to manually get it to go from floor one to floor two. But there is always the possibility of that growth and evolution and change and transformation happening. So we get to fine tune, we get to tweak, we get to work it and see how it works. And if something works really well, we get to repeat that and embellish it. And if something doesn't work, then we can say, well, that doesn't do it for me. Let me try something different instead. And that's the way that our evolution and our growth is happening. So the steps in a practical prayer. The first step is recognition. And we can call that R. The whole thing is a mnemonic. It's R-U-R-2-G-R, which I turned into, are you ready to get results? The first R is recognition, where we are turning our attention away from the stuff around us and we're focusing our awareness on that infinite creative power. We are recognizing the divinity of everything. So once we have recognized that divine power and presence, and we're remembering that this is a teaching of unity, there is only one, we are concluding and announcing and stating that that one infinite creative power is within us as well. That's the unification. Whatever God is, is me right here and right now. Everything I am is that divine presence taking its own particular and specific form as me. The second R, the third step, is realization. That's an affirmation step. And that's something we want to have be powerful, personal, positive, and present tense. Because what we're doing is we are letting that infinite creative power that creates everything that we've identified as within us now, we're letting that creative power create this next new experience. I am prosperous. I have plenty of money to pay all of the bills and more to spend and share and save. And we're claiming our good in that positive, powerful way to invite that newness, to invite that creative power to create that for us now. And if we do that and there's some doubt that shows up, like I say, I am prosperous and a little voice in the back of my head says, yeah, but there's overdrawn checking account or yeah, but the credit card bills are really piling up or yeah, but whatever it is. Instead of realizing that's a failure, what I get to do is to identify that that's what's in my belief system. My belief system thinks that my prosperity is controlled by the balance on the credit card, and that's not true. This is an infinite universe filled with limitless abundance. It is certainly possible for the force that creates galaxies to pay my mortgage or to find a mechanism by which my mortgage gets paid. So instead of me being in the middle of it having to control it, what I want to do is identify I have that doubt. So I'm going to say the idea that there's not enough in this incredible universe to come up with the money for my mortgage or somebody for me to have a date with on Saturday night is preposterous. It is an infinite universe. And then once again, we repeat our claim, our affirmation, and once again, invite in that good. So I am prosperous. And we get to go through that process as often as we want. If we keep on getting yeah buts, rejections and responses there, then we get to work through it and get to the point where we can accept that that good that we are claiming is actually ours. It's also possible we're claiming something that's so far outside of our range of belief that we realize that we're going to need to do a prayer for something different, maybe a prayer to change our belief because it's just not working for that. 
And once we get clear that that good is ours, the next to last step is gratitude. We go into a state of thankfulness for the good that's unfolding, for the wonderful way that it's shaping our lives. We're grateful for the awareness of the creative process, whatever we want to be grateful for. We settle into that feeling of gratitude, and then we finally let it go. We release. R-U-R-2-G-R, the last R, is release. Because we're not doing something with our willpower. It's not a mental process where we have to keep pushing the universe to make something happen. This is an instruction. And once we have finished with the instruction and we are clear of the good that we are inviting, and we're opening up a channel for that good to flow through, it doesn't require our involvement anymore. We turn it over to that infinite creative power that creates everything and let it do its thing. So we're going to take another break. And when we continue, we are going to do a prayer on highest and best unfolding for each of us in our own particular way and 10% better. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I am Reverend Bill Marcioni with uh, Carol Lawrence taking the episode off. We're going to do a prayer, and the prayer is going to be personalized for you. Yes, I'm speaking directly to you, because this one is personalized for each and every one of us, because we all have something that we're seeking, that we're desiring, that we want to invite even more fully and richly into our lives. And that's what this prayer is about. It is highest and best unfolding with love and ease for each of us in our own specific way and 10% better. And we include 10% better because within a range of plus or minus 10%, we figure that's possible. So if we're going to be 10 times better than I could imagine, then it's possible that our belief system would push back against that and say, no, not possible. So we're going to invite in as good as we can possibly expect and 10% better. Let's begin by turning our attention away from the world around us to that infinite creative power, that divine presence, that one that shares itself through and as and in all of its creation. Everything is God's love expressed in its own individual way. That everything includes each of us. That infinite creative power that creates galaxies, that creates everything that exists everywhere, has created me, has created each one listening, and imbued within us the access to that same creative power. We are not only able to use that infinite creative power, we are using it all the time, whether we do it consciously or unconsciously. So knowing that that infinite power creates everything and has created each of us and is available to us, I now claim the good working for and as and through each one of us. 
And it's showing up in wonderful, rich, harmonious, loving, vital, enjoyable ways in our lives. It's showing up as improvements and transformations in health and physical experience, bringing comfort and wellness and vitality and uplift in whatever ways we are seeking it. It brings prosperity and an experience of enoughness and abundance in any areas where we might have been feeling challenged. We get to turn away from any experience of limitation and know that that infinite creative power is able to create this newness for us and through us and as us and with us right now. It works in areas of relationship. If there's been a challenge finding that perfect someone or a difficulty with a family member or an employer or a colleague or a difficulty in any relationship, there is the opportunity to turn away from the difficulty and open up to the experience of that new possibility. What would it be like to be feeling loving and harmonious and wonderful relationships in general or in specific? And invite that in. Invite that infinite creative power to create that. Same thing with the way that we're sharing ourselves in the world, our work, our creativity, activities that we're involved in. To invite the infinite to provide us with that guidance, with that insight as to our next perfect steps to let good and more good and more good unfold in our lives. That's what I'm claiming. Good showing up in whatever way each of us would describe it for ourselves, differently for all of us, but it's good. And as we describe and define and understand good, there is more good showing up in our lives as much as we can possibly imagine, showing up as our highest and our best, showing up with love and ease, with joy and harmony, as good as we can possibly imagine and 10% better. There is nothing that stands in the way of this infinite creative power. There's no shadow that is powerful enough to block this bright light of truth. And I know that this goodness is unfolding right now, highest and best with love and ease for each of us and all of us, as good as we can imagine and 10% better. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good, the wonderful way that it shows up. I'm grateful to be able to speak this word of intention and release it into that creative law, to know without any question, hesitation, doubt or suspicion that anything else is possible. This good is happening now. And so with a deep feeling of thanks for this good that's already unfolding, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law that creates everything. And I know that it's now creating this. And so I let it be. And so it is. Amen. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.